Part of the conversations that happen around my kitchen table. He's John Brannion, and he's been a stand-up comic for more than 30 years. She's Amanda McKinney, and she's been my daughter for her whole life. Our family believes laughter is a gift from God. We often discover it while discussing culture, faith, and family. So go ahead and pull up a chair, neighbor. Can I call you Carl? There's plenty of room here for you. Oh, butterhorns. Better horns. That's Better one, horns. That's one way to get a topic discussed. Last week, well, I guess it was two weeks ago, I made my first batch of uh, butter, butter horns, horns ever. These Some are very important. people call them uh, crescent rolls. Well, these we are, call it experiment number one. This is number two. They have been the recipe, a very important family recipe on Luke's side of the family for as long as I've known him, long before that. Too. Hundreds of Hundreds of years. And so I've eaten many butterhorns. Our kids have eaten many butterhorns. But what happened was last week we were getting prepared for the celebration of life service for his grandparents. Grandparents, yep. And the day of, in fact, like five hours before we were supposed before to be the at the celebration, church. It was like, we don't have any butterhorns. It was a butterhorn emergency. They had some, but some other people who were supposed to make some had a problem their yeast didn't work mm-hmm. and it didn't rise that's the thing when you depend on yeast and it will so let you down megan and i both got well first megan was given a text message we don't have enough butterhorn so she's like i'll make a batch and i'll see if mandy will make a batch too and mandy did and so i was like i've never made these before and megan goes i haven't either and so we spent the afternoon making our first batch of butterhorns mine weren't very good why not well, because I left them in the oven too long. I didn't trust the recipe. They didn't look done on top, but they were done on the bottom. So that was a problem. And also, I just didn't have the time to let them rise in the So did closet. you take your butter horns anyway? Did I you, did. Did you put your butter horns in the mix along with the professional butter horns? I did. I did not. You, well, they were in. They were there. They were in yeah. the kitchen, but they didn't yeah. get put they in the had a They had a steamer thing full of butter horns that looked better, so I put mine off to the side. Really, Luke was ashamed of my butter horns. They Mm. were they were the reserves. Well, once you've had the good wine, you bring out the bad. Even that's true. (laughs) That's true. And so, what would you do? You just get a. What would you do? Just bring out a a a bucket of milk, and he would bless it, and it would produce butter horns. Is that how? The problem is turn the milk to butter. I think I put too much butter on the inside before I rolled them up in the crescent shape because. Um, you're supposed to put a lot on top after they're done baking, but I put most of mine inside, mm-hmm. and I think that while they were baking, they the butter just made them not like the dough wasn't sticking to itself very well because of the butter. So they were like sheets. They kept rather than unfolding. Horns. Like I rolled, I'd roll them up, and while they were baking, they kept unrolling. And so most like of butter them blankets looked. Well, I'll tell you what they looked like by the time they were done. The bottom was still sort of rolled up but the top was laid out so they looked like they were giving people the finger (laughs) (laughs) like the little tip kept unrolling try one of my butter fingers no not that kind of butter finger uh yeah and then they were saying butter horns but is is that a name that like we give them that the rest of creation uses a different name i've always wondered that like like i say butter horn people are like what in the they're oh, like, you mean this? They're like crescent rolls. Yeah, they're just they're, really buttery. They're fat rolls. crescent rolls. Yeah. Yeah. They're so good. They don't taste like cro- 
croissants. Well, they don't taste like Pillsbury. They're they're yeast rolls. They're made yeah. with real yeast, and you have a lot of butter and flour and sugar. If a, and salt. If a croissant made love to a Texas Roadhouse roll, yeah, 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 that's right. Because a Texas Road Roadhouse's yeast roll. Yeah. So yeah, it's a dinner roll that's rolled up. Pardon my butter horn. <laughs> so, uh, so I, anyway, I'm making more today for Easter now. Have you ever made marshmallows? No. How do you make marshmallows? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, marshmallows are a thing that I don't really care for. I've never thought of them as something you make. I've always sure. thought of them as like an ingredient that like you harvest that you, that or you something. buy. Yeah, it's yeah. something that you, you like. Marshmallows are an ingredient yeah. in and of themselves. Like They're the not flower actually opens produced. up and you pop the marshmallow. There's out. like a, yeah, there's like a tree that grows yeah. them. Uh, they grow like peas. <laughs> No, they're a thing that you can you can make, and they used to be made. This is this is what I learned doing research for, about a confection that I don't care for, but it's around Easter time, more or less. And so I was looking to find out how they made. I didn't know how they made them, and turns out that you make them. It's, it's just sugar and, uh, and syrup and and then collagen, corn syrup. Yeah, sugar and corn syrup. Make some. And, Puffy. and air. Oh. But you put gelatin in them. It's sugar and corn syrup and gelatin is basically what it is. I would have guessed that it was a dairy product, but I know that I have looked at, at it before and it says it's dairy free. So Right. And there but but it's not free of skin cells, you know. Hmm. Well that's what collagen is. It's oh. like a that's why they make gelatin. I assume people say they make it out of horses' soda. hooves and it's always sh- shocking. But that's it it's a it's a it's skin <laughs> in your marshmallows. It's people. It's not people's, but it's but it's it's flesh. <laughs> Don't start talking like a vegetarian now. Like that's going to bother me. It doesn't bother me to know that we have animal products. Products yeah. in, in your marshmallows and but, marshmallow fingers. But did you know that marshmallows contained animal products? They do. I have looked up how to make them before, but I've never done it, and I forgot. Because it's not what you would think. It's not what you would think. And the the way they used to make them was pretty labor-intensive because they had to be done by hand. And so they would whip up the stuff. And you have to just beat the fire out of it because it's mostly air. That's what makes them fluffy. Right. And so they would just whip it and whip it and whip it and whip it. And then they would have to make shapes, mm-hmm. you know, and put it on a, mm. you know, on a, on a, some sort of a device. But then a guy came up with... The extrusion process, where you just force all of the material, the marshmallow uh, dough. It's not dough. What is it? What is it? whatever the marshmallow mixture, the paste, the marshmallow paste, <laughs> <laughs> that magical substance, uh-huh. and he would force it through a tube and pressurize it, and and that would make a big long skinny tube, and then they just slice it into the shapes that we all know and love mm. and powder them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing. So peeps are, are like that. They just make a different, they just push it out of a tube into it, into sort of a mutant mm-hmm. like chicken. Like, right. It's like, it looks, it really doesn't even look enough like a chicken that you would know that that's what they were going for. That's why they have to call them peeps. I, just I, think, wanna... I think they call them peeps because they know that they're made of cells. Of collagen, of yeah, of animal peeps. material. Peeps are people. I just want to say, I just want to point out, <laughs> we already recorded 
Monday's podcast uh-huh. just a little bit ago. And your complaint, Dad, was that we didn't get to talk about what you wanted to talk about. So I wanted I, to talk we, about marshmallows and butterhorns. Which is, is why he yelled butterhorns. <laughs> is this what you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I, was, I desperately wanted to share my knowledge butter about horns. how marshmallows were made. And marshmallows. And so and now peace. we've done that. So yeah. uh, A little lighter than the last topic that we covered. So mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about C.S. Lewis and the abolition of man and education and emotionalism and reason. Well, manufacturing marshmallows again is not. I don't even care for marshmallows. I don't. I don't think they're particularly good, but a lot of people like them. Yeah, and you can use them to catch raccoons. <laughs> I didn't. I thought you were going to try to compare manufacturing marshmallows to the previous discussion. That's what I was going to say. Uh, I was like, it's manufacturing like, marshmallows is a lot like. It's a lot like pumping no, kids out of the public school system. <laughs> no, right. Badly educated. Right. You would think that that's what I was going to do, with but I haven't heads. put even that much thought <laughs> with into it. Hard with hearts and soft heads. heads. My, 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 <laughs> just my, like a peep. <laughs> my thought began and ended with, I'm just going to talk about marshmallows, and that was it. That was all the well mission accomplished effort that I put into it. Uh, but our our mutual friend Bill Rayleigh is trying to catch a raccoon mm-hmm. on his roof mm-hmm. um, because it's it's dug a hole in his roof, this animal, and so he put a trap up there that he borrowed from another friend of ours, from Russ, and uh, he's going to try to tra- he put a trap up on the roof. So if you go by his house, there's a there's a live trap up on his roof, and I asked him how. You know, what, you do you, what do you put in? Yeah, what, what sort of bait would you put in there? Because you, I would think you'd have to be careful. It'd have to be a very specific type of bait for raccoons. Otherwise, you're going to get squirrels and other stuff. I thought stuff. they liked shiny stuff. I thought you were supposed to. That's what they say in Where the Red Fern Grows. His grandpa tells uh, the boy, whose name I can't remember now, the main boy. Is it Ur- Earl? No, it's <laughs> not Earl. <laughs> I keep wanting to say Jim, but that's not the same classic. That's uh-huh. from uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. And, but they attracted raccoons with shiny See, things. See, he needed to be able to train his uh, his red tick pups, and mm-hmm. he needed a single fur to do it. And he made a vow that after the first one, he would only use the pups to catch his raccoons because he didn't think it was fair. It wasn't very sporting because all he had to do was put like a penny or something else down in this little hole that had spikes aiming toward the penny so like oh, so that so they can't climb back out well but they don't it's not that they're even stuck like mm. it's not that they can't pull their hand back out but mm. they won't let go of the the shiny thing right that's the thing with like a monkeys will do that yep. they put so a, like, something in the bottom of a yep jar and that monkey colin just and i it. have run across that same raccoon trap while rabbit hunting before yep. a large yeah. raccoon hand stuck in this little trap he'd be free if he'd let go if yep. he'd let it go he won't see, let it go and that's that's the problem with public school <laughs> and peeps uh-huh and peeps and marshmallows peeps, public school and what's a p word that means won't let go of something <laughs> and determined pernicious uh, <laughs> and pudgy hand pudgy pudgy fists <laughs> pilfering bandits Pil- <laughs> pilfering pudgy uh, pests yes. pilfering pilfering pudgy pests. pests so marshmallows are what you put in the trap to catch the raccoon i don't think a shiny thing would work because how they're nocturnal so you'd like put something shiny in there and they wouldn't see it 
Christmas lights. Reflected. They see because they're nocturnal. <laughs> you bait the trap with Christmas lights <laughs> by the pale moonlight. <laughs> Can't raccoons see at night like cats? Yes. Because they're nocturnal? Yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think they're going to go into a box to retrieve a Mm-mm. piece of tinfoil. Not a box. Just their hand. All you need to do is have a chain connected to a jar or whatever. Uh-huh. And then you put the shiny thing in there. And this, as long as it's... And then the next morning, you'll find that raccoon clutching yep. the penny. Yep. And then you have to kill it. Or, oh. Or, yeah, or it'll bite you. <laughs> Can't you just take it, like, tickle it, box and all, and release it into the no, wild? No, it'll bite you, and then you'll have rabies. Spend the rest of its life <laughs> walking around with a box on its hand. Uh, so marshmallows are a thing that I guess squirrels don't care about, but raccoons like them. So let's, I thought that that deserves some attention. Because squirrels, you know, I, I would think that a squirrel would eat a marshmallow just like he would eat corn. But apparently that's not the case. Apparently squirrels, apparently squirrels know that marshmallows aren't really that good. But don't raccoons wash their food before they eat it? <laughs> Yes. Wouldn't that make the marshmallows sticky? You put marshmallows in a little bowl of water or some wet wipes. <laughs> or some you wet have to wipes. Put a marshmallow, you have to put a marshmallow and a small bowl of water and some hand soap in the trap. <laughs> Luke said, or some wet wipes. <laughs> you got to put a marshmallow, a wet wipe, and or a bowl of water. A little and, spritz bottle. Some soap. <laughs> a little towel. You can dry it off. <laughs> Have you seen the video where they give raccoons cotton candy and they go to no. wash it? They go to wash it and it disappears. <laughs> and they're, they're frantically searching the water. <laughs> no, That's hilarious. Now I need to see that. Whoever came up with that further. as an idea was really funny. Oh, thank you. Oh no! <laughs> what? What in the world? My food. Uh, that was. Did you guys hear Marcy describing her first experience with cotton candy? Because it was here at this house and all the kids. Because Uncle David brought his yeah, cotton candy. I remember over. that. <laughs> remember the first time you made cotton candy out here? I remember Aaron, Aaron making, making cotton candy yeah. out there. Aaron was, was just, making it. And it the, got out of control. <laughs> <laughs> he was. So Aaron was making. My, my brother bought a cotton candy making machine and if you've seen what it, it basically it looks like a big tub it looks yeah. like a lot almost like a wash and tub. it's windy like it puffs yeah. it so yeah. there's air involved and right. like i could just see out the window he looked like a magician he looked like <laughs> like you know what was that disney movie where where was, mickey was conducting what's that called Fantasia? oh the sorcerer's apprentice yeah 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 and Fantasia. so he, he's like he looks like that because he's got a stick that he's trying to put cotton he's trying candy to put on. Co- he's trying to wrap the cotton candy on a stick because it goes you put the sugar in and it blows air into it and then the, it just becomes, just becomes cotton candy and it's on the side of the tub and so you get a stick or whatever and you whirl it whirl around, around try to get and the you catch it and so but he was outside and it was sort of in the corner of the porch where the wind was was yeah. blowing it it was making and it was it wasn't it, staying in the cauldron no it was coming out it was like puffing up out and like all around him he had a, he had literally a candy tornado whirling <laughs> around him and he was trying his <laughs> arms are flailing he's trying to catch it out of the air, out of the air. and so it looks like he's yeah. it looked like mickey he just needed a robe <laughs> and it was it was in his hair and it was wrapped around his arms 
And it was bits and pieces that were breaking off the and like part, flying over the yard. The best part was he wasn't yelling for help. We just happened to look out the window and see this like, scene. He didn't, he didn't seem to think there was any imminent danger, but he was definitely overwhelmed. He did not know anyone was watching and we were just right. wiping tears out of our eyes. We were like, how much candy is he going to make? How much sugar did he put in there? You right. know, how big is this cloud going to get right. before? It was just whirling and spinning and growing. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a little, <laughs> that was, a little much. So Marcy had a bag of cotton candy that, that was uh, from David's machine, and she was explaining to me what it was like. I said, how is that? And she goes, it's it's good. I said, what what, what are you eating? And she didn't know the name of it, <laughs> but, she, but she said... So I put it in my mouth, and then, and then, nothing. You know, <laughs> I just put it in my mouth, and then nothing. She she didn't have the words to describe, yep. you know, that it dissolves or whatever. Right. And so ha- having her, if you have a child, you know, in your midst, give them give them a bag of cotton candy and ask them to describe it. It's kind well, of kind of a fun. I thing. I remember the first time I tried it. I remember being like, this doesn't seem very filling. Like I remember yeah. being like, I'm put, I'm tasting this, and it's good, I guess. But at the same time, it seems like we paid a lot for the like because right. you guys told me I have me, a whole bag of this stuff, and it's and it just goes away. Right, when I I've got a lot. Mouth. It looks like a lot, but now I'm starting to think it's not much. Yeah, yeah, that was my thought. And it is made without animal products too. No which collagen. Makes it superior to marshmallows, but still air. Air uh, is an important ingredient in both marshmallows and cotton animals. And, and ice cream, too. Like and ice, animals. Ice cream needs to have air in it or else it's not. Not as much as Cool Whip and whipped cream. Cool Whip, too, same thing. But like ice cream, if you if you pull the container out and have it melt a little bit and then you put it back in for whatever reason, if you notice that the ice cream is not as good after it's been refrozen, it's because there's no air in it. Mm-hmm. It's, yep. just, it's just whatever the ingredients are. Sands air. There's air in butter horns too. There's a lot of air in butter horns because of the yeast. The yeast farts. Yeast farts. Yep. And so we we uh, made the she made the dough and put it in, and it was about the size of of a slightly slightly larger than a softball, probably. Yeah. And then she pulled it out. It was and like it a was basketball. Huge. Yeah. And then she punched it. Yep. Punched it down. Broke it into two. Which it had it coming, really. It had a. It was. It was. It insulted my it grandmother. Needed to be punched. Mm-hmm. It just had one of those faces. <laughs> <laughs> you looking at me? You looking at me? Uh, whenever Take we that. make cinnamon rolls, that's the coveted job because the cinnamon rolls get really big. And to we, punch them. Yeah, we have two two bowls for that, and so yeah, you pop your fingers in there, and it immediately shrinks down, probably. Half the size. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So that was all I wanted to talk about was I wanted to talk about butterhorns and marshmallows. Is and that? So the conversation can now go wherever you would like for it to go. I don't even know where it's supposed to go. I don't know if this is supposed to be like, like encouraging something, continuing the conversation from Monday. We were just instructed that we needed to do more content. So here mm-hmm. we go. Content, it, content, me, content. We should talk about that, Carl. <laughs> Because it has been brought to my attention by Chocolate Knox, by David Shannon, that uh, that I've been starving you 
with with content. I've been giving, and I, I'm not fully responsible for this. So Mandy, Mandy's partially responsible as well. I'm not going to bear all of the responsibility. But the he podcast said, "Podcast listeners need to eat more than once a week." Well, he said that you give them, you give them the podcast whenever it drops on its normal day, and there's a spike in listenership. That's the big spike day, and then it tapers off after that, and you never have. You never have two spikes. It's always, you know, fewer and fewer people. And he says, when you get to that day where it's the smallest number of downloads, that that's when you need to drop another episode because your people are starving hmm. for more content. And right. I didn't realize that we were leaving them in such dire straits. I didn't believe that they were bad, wanting. Doesn't it? I mean. It makes you feel a little bad. I mean, if I found out that I was starving somebody. Mm -hmm. It did make me feel bad. And, and we so we're going to do our... corrected. Yeah, we're going to do our level best to, to produce more... More content. Just like this. So, <laughs> right. And so I am going to have to go uh, make a special deliberate effort to be interested in marshmallows Raccoons. Raccoons. Uh, cotton candy. Mm -hmm. And... Butterhorns. I'm also... I'm also needing some new jeans. Hmm. You can have Collins. He hates jeans. Well, Colin is quite a bit he's smaller small. than me. Yeah. But he doesn't like jeans. He's told me so many times this week. He will always go through all of his sweatpants <laughs> and pajama bottoms. And if he still needs to do laundry, he will... He asked me, okay, so this is what happened. So how many pairs of jeans does he have? He really only has like two or three of them because he hates them. He's mm -hmm. not wrong. I mean, from, from a comfort too. level's perspective. He doesn't like khakis and, you jeans know. Jeans are way down the bottom. So I said, hmm. look, you haven't washed your laundry recently. You got you don't have any more jeans, or you don't have any more sweatpants. You're going to have to wear jeans. And he goes, no. And I said, or khakis. You've got some khakis in your closet. He doesn't like slacks doesn't of any like kind. doesn't like those either. And I go, Colin, you're just going to have to you know, it, it'll look nicer anyway. Like, just wear the jeans. We're going out. You need yeah. to wear pants. And he yeah. goes, could I? And then he, like, gestures toward his hamper. Could I? And then he, like, nods over there and points. And I was like, are you about to ask me if you can wear dirty pants? <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, mm-hmm. And I said, no. Wear some jeans. Why not? It, it, he hasn't figured out yet that... You just go to the hamper and get dirty clothes out. And if you don't tell mom, yeah, I probably she's none wouldn't the, have the way he lives his life, you know what his dirty pants look like because they're visibly dirty. Well, they're sometimes, visibly dirty. It, yeah, if he's been outside, then yeah, they'll be grass stained okay, yeah. and dirty. Okay. But can I? <laughs> he like looked at me and then looked over at the hamper, looks at the hamper, and then, like nodded his head and over gestured. there and pointed at him. Yeah, and like he didn't even want to complete the thought because I think he already knew the answer. <laughs> So I just... Can this just be between us? Can I just, you know... And I was like, are you about to ask me if you can wear dirty pants? And then he was like, yeah. No. So. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know why you think you need jeans, but... Uh, wait a minute. I just got a thing asking me... Oh, okay. This is for this is for gutties. Can you do a short video? Mm. Um. Yeah, if you're going to be in Indian, if you're in the in the Indianapolis area, April 29th and 30th, I'm going to be at Gutty's. 
And if you're in the Minneapolis area on April 20, the week ahead of that, <laughs> on 20, April 20, 23rd and something. 24th, maybe uh, the week ahead of that, then yeah. I'm going to be in, in Minneapolis at Gutty's. So you should come and see 22nd me. 22nd and 23rd is the Friday and Saturday. 22nd and then 29th and, 23rd, and 30th. Right. Friday so that's when I'm going to be. Uh, you should come and see me. I will probably have some new jeans that mm. I'll be wearing. Yeah. That's my plan. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like to go shopping for clothes. And so I'll I'll go. I'll just tell you what I do. I go to the local. Should I mention the name of the store or should we ask them to sponsor us before I do that? Are you going to say Goodwill? No. Oh, Okay. <laughs> That makes a difference. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say goodwill. <laughs> if the store is something that would actually sponsor, then. so I go to I go to a local uh, store. It, it's a this is a recognizable it's called the store. Salvation Army. They've got no, no, it's not. They've got, <laughs> but they would have some money, so they should sponsor us before I mention this. But their clothes go on sale. This is where I got the salmon jacket. Mm-hmm. Mm. I know what the store is. Me too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I go there. I go to their clearance items and i can buy shirts that i wear on the stage that yeah. are normally like 70 or 80 dollars. No, that's because they mark them up i'm just gonna well, say i know that. but i'm saying that the price tag is you you there's no time in that shirt's history where people are expected to pay 80 dollars for it no there it, there is a time where people who go to that store are expected to pay 80 dollars. okay well then i'm but it's because they mark up all their prices all the time well sure everybody every retail establishment marks it up that's how retail works peach i'm not I, dumb i know that i know that they're selling it to me at a profit. I would rather go to a garage sale <laughs> and take... Where someone has already paid $80 for a shirt. They already paid $80. They wore it once, and then they put it put it out on their Yes, sale. But, but that would take more time because yeah. I would have to go to a garage sale, and they would have to have a shirt. Uh-huh. Or jeans. You know when they or post jeans. garage sale listings in the newspaper, they ought to list... How tall each of the people are and what their weight is, so that you know what size of clothes is to expect. They do do with kids. Like they'll say the size range for the kids. They'll say boys' clothes or girls' clothes. That's right. Toddler through, you know, size six or something. Right, but but that would still require. What I do is I go to the clearance rack and I get the shirts, and I will maybe maybe try one on. Maybe, but I know what size shirt I need, and so if I if I like the shirt, if it's a if it's an irresistible salmon colored jacket, for example, that would normally be like two hundred and seventy five dollars, and I know it's marked up, but uh-huh. still that's what they would charge for it, <laughs> and I can get it for like forty nine dollars. Oh my goodness! Then yes, I will buy that salmon jacket. Every single time. Even if I already have a salmon <laughs> jacket. I already have one that everyone hates. Right. But everybody doesn't hate it. Only only my children, who I'm learning, are particularly uh, critical of me. More so, more so than people who like see it. me on stage. I like it. You like the jacket? Mm-hmm. I used to have one that was sort of a velour, kind of a dark reddish brown color whatever that is mm-hmm. but uh tim hawkins made me rip it uh. i was on stage <laughs> with tim 
and uh, we were doing our final bow, at, and he, for some reason, grabbed me and hoisted me off of my feet, and he carried me like I was like a child. You know, he like <laughs> lifted me up as if I was a child, and I, my arms went like this as I was flailing to keep from, you know, falling, and I ripped my my jacket. You still have the, it? I blew the back out. Yeah. So it could be repaired by there somebody. There are a few people who know how to sew. How to sew? Yeah. Could Cammy sew it for me? Um, <laughs> she could. Cammy sewed her sister's dress for her because it's the dress that Emery wore over and over and over. It's this little sundress. Mm-hmm. And Cammy stitched it for her when she put a, put a hole in it, and it was very cute. But I saw a, a little, like, pocket that Cammy made yep. for Emmy. And she showed it to me, and this is things that she and, and Cammy was telling me she could put things in it. Yeah, I sewed it. She and sure she can, can. She and she can put <laughs> things in it. She can put things in that pocket, and she does. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I wonder if she could use her seamstress skills to repair my <laughs> reddish velour jacket. I love that you kept it. Like it's a ripped jacket that you probably haven't worn since. I haven't worn it since. Still have it because it's blown out. But I. I guess in the back of my mind, I'm hoping that maybe I could get it repaired. And I I don't hold out much hope that I'm going to find another one on clearance. I may find another jacket, but it won't be like that one. So anyway, that's what I'm, okay. that's what I'm planning to do this week. Marshmallows, peeps, raccoons, yeah. cotton candy, and... Uh, and and jackets. jackets. I also bought, I also repaired our vacuum cleaner this week. I by, did by repair. <laughs> I mean, it was broken and now it's not. That's what I mean by repair. Okay. What did you think I meant? Well, that I just took it apart. Well, I'm I'm wondering, like, did you duct tape it, plug it back in, or did you like actually have to take it apart? No, it actually had a ripped. That there was an internal hose. I don't know if I should tell you what the type of vacuum cleaner that we have because they might want to sponsor us. Yeah. You've already mentioned Peeps, so we're not That's sponsored true. by them. That's true. Peeps doesn't sponsor us. Nor do we want them to. Oh, I would take a sponsorship from Peeps. That would be that would be a challenge because I don't like marshmallows, and so I would have to say <laughs> positive things. By about the way, them. we are getting a, an intern this summer, and one of the things I'm going to put her on is trying to find sponsors. possible sponsors. Yep. Okay. So. Well, if if Peeps wants to sponsor us, we'll we'll do it, and I will. How does one even go about finding? I mean, do you literally just call people and say, "Hey, we've got a podcast." Hey, we have a podcast. Do you want to sponsor it? Uh, Peeps, we would. I I could say that they're really fun to put in the microwave mm-hmm. and watch them blow up. Mm-hmm. I could say that without feeling. Like I was being dishonest. It doesn't hurt when yeah. you get hit with one. It does not hurt. You can throw them at people, and it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would do peep jousting. You put, you stick a toothpick in each one of them. Yep. Put them in the microwave, and then they they get big, and then whichever peep punctures the other peep is the winner. You could use them to catch a raccoon. You could catch a <laughs> raccoon. You can catch a raccoon. So we should get, we should get sponsorship from Peeps and from uh, Wet Wipes. Yes. Both of those. 
<laughs> wet wipes. If you want us to put Lysol or something out for the raccoon, then <laughs> some sort of antibacterial <laughs> soap <laughs> dial or but all uh, of the. We could have a raccoon catching kit made available by the comedian next door. Mm-hmm. Buy it. One stop shopping. <laughs> if you have a raccoon problem. It's we are the solution. Look no further than this podcast. There is not a more humane way to trap a raccoon than the com- if, comedian next door method. If we can line up the sponsorships. Now, we're not doing this unless there's a way that we're going to get paid for it. Right. We can't afford it. We can't afford to put all of this energy into something that that isn't going to result in cold, hard cash. <laughs> Shiny coins. I was going to say shiny cash. <laughs> we can add to the trap. With which we can catch more woodland creatures. Shiny, shiny coins <laughs> that we can lure raccoons into our marshmallow What else would you use trap. wealth for? <laughs> what else can you do with coins? Um, I don't remember what I was going to tell you about now. <laughs> I feel like it was. I feel like it was actually going somewhere, but now I don't remember. Um, oh well. Oh well. So yeah, we're gonna have an intern. We'll probably have our intern on the podcast oh, at least once. You said you didn't want to tell us the name of something in case they wanted to sponsor us, and now I don't remember what it was. I don't. Yeah, want, I think I was done with that. The name of the no, it was the name of the the uh the name of the place that. Where I buy my pants. No, that was before. The name of the vacuum. The vacuum. Oh, that's right. I repaired my vacuum. (laughs) So they had a. There was a. There's an internal hose that was split, and so, you know, the thing about vacuums is once there's an air leak, the vacuum doesn't work anymore. So you have to, to seal up all those leaks. And so I found a part that I needed, and I ordered it based on the model number for my vacuum. I know. This is the sort of thing that you would do. My mouth is agape. Uh-huh. Uh, that's why it's a poor vacuum. <laughs> I ordered the part. It came in. And then I started. I, I got a video on how to take it apart. Mm-hmm. And it is an enormously complicated process. I thought, if I didn't know how difficult it was to do, I probably would have just thrown the vacuum cleaner away. <laughs> uh, but I, I got a video. And here's the thing that makes household projects difficult for me. It's not that the doing of the repairs is difficult. It's not that I, I don't know how to do that. It's I never have the tools. I never have the correct tool ever, ever. Mm-hmm. You, you get the idea, I had the idea, that if you got a set of sockets and a set of screwdrivers, then you can do household repairs. But it has never worked out that way. There's always a, a certain type of screwdriver that's a specific size that if you don't have it, you can't. So I'm taking this vacuum apart. Those are typically things they don't want you taking apart. I'm taking the vacuum apart based on this video that I'm watching. And so I've got half of it, the the, the part that has the uh, filter on it actually has a little screw that you can unscrew. It's like a physical thing with little thumb holes. So they intend for you to unscrew that. But then you flip it over on the other side, and there's this little, like, plug-looking thing. And the guy in the video is like, oh, this is just unscrew, comes right off. What he doesn't tell you is in his hand, he's got a special tool just for doing that, just for taking that thing off. And I'm like, wait a second, what is that tool that you have? He didn't even mention. 
that he has his tool. It's just in his hand. He goes, it just pops right off. It pops right off because you have a special tool for doing it. So we, I had to deduce how to get the, the little plug out. Then I, I got all of the bolts taken off and all, all the, uh, the screws were unscrewed. And then he says, now this one is recessed. And so there's like a hole in the side of the cabinet. And you can't, so I got my screwdriver out, but it wouldn't fit in the hole because it was too fat. The screwdriver was too fat to fit in the hole. So I had to go buy another screwdriver, which I did. Um, and that one was too big. So I had to get another <laughs> screwdriver <laughs> that was the right size and would fit in the hole. And then I got it all I got it all taken apart and repaired. But it cost me it cost me more money in acquiring new tools than the part. Buying new tools is the best part of any repair process. See, I knew you'd say that. I love it so much because then you have them for when it inevitably breaks again. Which you never need them again because... <laughs> sometimes that's true. Sometimes extra. Right. Like, remember that tool that you gave me to replace, to repair the uh, the boot in the... In the washing machine. In the washing machine. Yeah, the spring spreader. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever actually use that tool? Mm -hmm. Yes. And did it work? Yes. Made my job, my life very much easier. It made my life harder. <laughs> I wound up, because you, you loaned it to me. Uh -huh. And I tried, I tried so hard to use that tool because it seemed like it was going to make my life easier. But it, uh -huh. it, I couldn't make it work. I, I've just got pliers. I just got two pliers and just powered it apart. That tool does not work for all brands and models. Now I know that. Yes. <laughs> but in the off chance it did help, it would have been even like <laughs> it would have been very amazing. helpful. Yeah. If right. it had helped, it would have helped. <laughs> if it would have helped, it would have helped. <laughs> but I trying to use the tool was the most frustrating part of that entire repair. Because I kept thinking, okay, this has to be I, I could see by looking at it how it was supposed to work, but it never it didn't work. It didn't work on my particular vacuum or my particular uh, washing machine <laughs> so that's what i'm saying is is that the uh, the tools <clears throat> not having the tools is the worst part of home repair and guys like you enjoy going and getting the new tool and you feel a sense of satisfaction in knowing that now i have this tool that i will be able to use for the rest of my life to to fix problems but i know that the next problem that comes along is not going to require this tool. It's going to take a whole new tool that I don't even know where what it is or how to acquire it because people that do repairs don't mention the name of this tool. They don't mention where they got it. They don't mention that it's even necessary. Mm. Did you only watch one repair video? Yeah. Because there are typically multiple. You just got to find the one that's a better explainer see but that but then you're spending even more time out of your day right yeah. right so a lot of them have yeah. affiliate links and they get paid when you go and buy the special tool it's really all a giant special tool scam well that was actually what i thought that's what i that's what i deduced it's like okay they want to sell me this thing because i bought tools like that for for what i don't remember what it was now uh but there was a thing that it only comes apart if you have this 
right tool. And so you buy the tool for four ninety nine or something like that. It's like, well, yeah, but there's there's a million of these things out there. And so four ninety nine times a million is what? Four million? <laughs> <laughs> Nine hundred ninety nine. Nine hundred ninety nine. Something know. like that. Is that is my math correct? Uh, uh, a lot of them aren't necessary either. Like, I mean, I'm sure that there is specific raccoon bait that you can buy that's specially made to attract raccoons. You think there is? Or you can go buy a bag of Stay Puffs and you're set. Right. And Stay Puffed. Stay Jet Puffed is actually the, the name of the extrusion process. Really. Yeah, that's why it's called Jet Puff. The guy who who compressed the paste into a tube. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a it's a Jet Puff process. This is all very interesting, and I think Carl's glad that he tuned in for this special <laughs> episode. So, the question is: Are we going to call these something different from the regular podcast? Let's like, call this the comedian next door something different. Let's call it. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking we'd call it like family time or something because I'm intending to have Luke or Tabby or other folks from our family join us at the table for these instead of just being you and I. Well, we used to do a, uh, we still do. We did did a uh, house guest thing. All right. But those were not regular enough that, yeah, that they made anybody happy. I think they mostly annoyed people Mm -hmm. because they didn't come out with any regularity. And And there was no peaches. No, I was on those. Oh, okay. She was on them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, people get really, really upset when the peaches is not on my podcast. Mm-hmm. They're like, John, don't even bother releasing an episode unless Amanda's going to speak. Maybe we can talk with the kids. We can talk with the kids. Best raccoon episode. bait for traps. Uh, as of this was September sixteenth, twenty twenty. The best bait to use number one. Want to take a guess? Marshmallows. Marshmallows. Mm-hmm. Number two. Coins. <laughs> no, no, coins, <laughs> coins are not even on this list. Oh, number nine, tin foil. Uh-huh. I told you. I told you. Tin foil's not bait. Uh, yes, it is. Apples and peanut butter. Uh, let's see. Where is that? Fish. That's going to be one. No. They like fish. That's number five. Can tuna or salmon? There you go. I assume you take it out of the can. No, leave it in the can. They're shiny. <laughs> Plus, they're good with their thumbs. <laughs> wanna, you were ready for me to say that. They'll want to hold on to the can for until you come out the next day. Number two, wet cat food. Ugh. The stinkier, the better. Raccoons love smelly, oily meats, Gross. including a nice can of wet cat food. Number three, you want to guess? Um, um, I feel like I'll give you a hint. Butterhorns. I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. This would capture uh, most men too. Oh, I was going to say... Most men would stumble into a I was going to say trap. baby turtles because a raccoon ate one of my baby turtles when I was younger. But now that doesn't make sense given your clue. Is it beer? No. no. no? That's a good guess. Bacon. Bacon. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Number four would be uh, fresh fruit. Okay. Well, see, I would have put that at number one, but marshmallows are... Fish. Yeah. Uh, and then six... Five, yeah, five is fish. Canned tuna or salmon. And then six is a whole egg. Oh. A whole uncooked egg. A raw egg. Those who own chickens know this to be true. Mm. Not all those who know who <laughs> own chickens know it to be true. Uh, raccoons have been known to slaughter chickens in order to get to the eggs in the coop. 
Well, that's not long-term thinking. No, it's really not. They're kill killing, the golden goose. Killing the goose that lays <laughs> the raw eggs that you eat. Sweet corn on the cob. Mm-hmm. Honey or honey-coated veggies. Yep. Veggies. Yep. Uh, and then tinfoil at yep. number nine. They like shiny things. And then number 10, they just said fatty meat, which seems like kind of a repeat of wet cat food. But Yep. Um, all right, so there you, there you have it, Carl. Now uh, you just gave away all of our profit margins. Now if you, How are we supposed to sell these raccoon catching kits now well, that we've given away the secret? Well, we can sell uh, we can sell special kind. We, we can put wet cat food or tinfoil. We can customize it hmm. if you have a particular... I wonder if they would eat your fermented fish that you have. They wouldn't. Ooh. I can tell you that mom threw away the can in oh, her right. trash cans, right. and the raccoons got into it and didn't eat it. it she, they spread it across the driveway. None of the wild animals were interested in eating that fish. They have None possums. They have like stray cats and stuff and dogs. Nobody they're, touched it. They're wild animals, the but chickens. they have standards. They're no. not without standards. She tried to feed it to the chickens too. Why doesn't the chickens would have nothing to do with it? Why doesn't Bill Rayleigh just do that? Just spread that fish around his house, and the raccoon will go away. Put it on the roof. There you go. <laughs> no more rapping on the roof. More of a deterrent. Possibility. Well, if we haven't uh, covered what you wanted to hear about, Carl, you can just drop us a line at next door, next door at johnbriney.com, and we will we'll, we'll educate you on anything that's of interest to you. Yeah. Um, that's what we. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what we do. Uh, and if you don't have anything that you want to hear about, then we'll just talk about my pants. Thanks for visiting the Comedian's House. If you want to spend more time with our family, you can follow John Branion on YouTube and Facebook. Also email nextdoor at johnbranion.com with your comments and questions. We'll see you next time.